0: My guest on this week's episode of Southern Search is Adam Pohl founder and principal consultant at Nordiclick Interactive, a full-service digital marketing agency based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Adam has over two decades of digital marketing experience. He's a frequent speaker at industry events including PubCon, SMX, Digital Summit, and many other places. He's been a judge for the Interactive Marketing Awards, and he's a frequent blogger. you can find some of his writing at Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal. I caught up with Adam after his presentation at PubCon Austin on the topic of GA4. Adam's presentation covered the challenges and the opportunities that marketers face as they transition from Universal Analytics to GA4. We'll talk about some of the key takeaways from his presentation. Specifically, we'll discuss the impact of this change on very small businesses like a florist or a laundromat who may not be prepared for the change. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Adam Prohl. We'll talk about why GA4 is not plug and play. We'll talk a little bit about why you should become BFFs with BigQuery and SQL. And I'm going to ask Adam to make a prediction about Google's July one deadline. Adam, welcome to Southern Search. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I am happy to talk to you. This is our first time meeting, but you are someone who's been talking about what's on everybody's mind: GA four and the conversion this summer. So yeah, well, let's, lucky let's, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so let's let's start here. You you spoke at PubCon Austin earlier this month, and I thought I I'd ask you a few questions from that presentation is really excellent by the way um oh, I, I, i'll put, put it this way i'm in the group i think there's a lot of people in this group who have a lot of experience with universal analytics but haven't been playing around a lot in ga4 so i think it's a fairly large cohort and I, I sort of know i'm in for a rude awakening uh based on the general sentiment in, in twitter and elsewhere your your presentation goes through what that uh what that awakening is liable to look like and and mm-hmm. I'd like you to address some of those points. So you, so you say one of the things, at the beginning of the presentation, you say it's not plug and play. Um, whereas Universal Analytics was mostly plug and play, we could argue about some edge cases of Universal Analytics, but pretty much it was uh, put it on and it starts tracking data. Uh, right. if, if if we're used to that, set, if we're used to that sort of an analytics, what sort of awakening are we uh, are we going to have when, when the switch when the switch occurs?
1: Well, what a lot of people get surprised by is they'll open up, um, you know, they'll, they'll put the tags on or they'll, you know, say that they've got their developer implementing, um, GA4 and, and everything. And then you open it up and all of a sudden there's no reports to look at. (laughs) You know, a lot of the canned reports that we had available, have available in Universal just aren't there. And so when you look at that, it's, it's not there at all. And so it was a little bit like, you know, and again, I don't know this for a fact. But it was a little bit like um, Google applied the eighty twenty rule. They basically said, "Hey, you know what? Look, eighty percent of our users they they view twenty they view twenty percent of these reports in Universal. So let's just make those the priority." And they just didn't didn't actually. Um, there's not a whole lot there. And so there's more coming. And so there's probably more that there's probably more that have been launched since the last time I gave this presentation, just a few weeks ago now. So All right. Right. Um, I think um, the other piece too, like if you're looking at um, native integrations. So um, since I gave that presentation a month ago, Shopify did come out with a native integration now for GA four, and you actually can see it was better than Big Commerce's first iteration of it. Um, but a lot of times, native integrations gets a little tricky. So Big Commerce a uh, popular e-commerce platform. They came out with a native integration, meaning that similar to like a plug-in or an app, basically you could just plug it in and somewhere like a like a WordPress plug-in, you just put that in there, enter in a few pieces of data and it's, it's there um, as opposed to having to do custom scripts and custom tagging and things like that. When BigCommerce came out with theirs, it was not quite there. It was almost like, uh, don't bother, uh, just you're still better off using the custom scripts. But it got better. Their second iteration got better. Shopify's was pretty decent. So it's not quite... It's not – by not plug and play, it's just the biggest thing is there's not really a, hey, install it, open up, and see all these pretty reports all pre-canned for you. It's not quite there yet. Not to the level we're used to with Universal.
0: Well, interesting. I think it kind of dovetails into my next question, which is, like, the thing that breaks my heart a little bit is that this – I've have, I have clients who I've worked with for like 10 years. I, I've, they've been on Universal Analytics that whole time. Right. There's been some changes here. Um, but there's so much data for us to examine over the years. And now comparisons of any kind will be more difficult. So it is one thing to be able to go like compare 2023 to 2022. But actually, the, the last few years have been pretty wild. I mean, we work with they a lot have. of companies. There's like, you know, a chip shortage. So that data is kind of wonky. Uh, there's COVID in there. Uh, I might want to do a 2019 to 2023, you know. It's so, any comparison though, it seems like is going to be much different. How are you advising clients or setting expectations with clients and, and advising your team to, to do those sorts of comparisons in GA4? Are we just out of luck?
1: Well, it's a. Um, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, even even if you take GA4 out of the out of the equation take it out of the equation, right, with COVID, especially with e-commerce clients and things like that, there's just been some wild, you know, wild spikes that were unsustainable um, and dips that were unsustainable. Um, but if you just look at the way the two platforms measure things, um, GA Universal is very much about sessions and page views. That's what we've been used to for a long, long time. Even, pre, even pre-GA even Universal, it was basically sessions and page views. Um, whereas GA4 is more so... Um, events and parameters, everything's an event, right? A a page view is an event. If you get to the site, it's an event. If you fill out a form, it's an event. If you start a video, it's an event. If you watch a video, it's an event. If you um, scroll down, uh, if if you scroll, it's an event. Anything you do is an event. And both of those are, both of those are valid ways of measuring traffic, but they're just going to give you different results. And so, the biggest thing that, you know, honestly, the biggest thing we've just uh, been advising clients on that I advise clients is that, look, it's it's very much an apples to oranges comparison. You're not going to, if you're going to, because we we literally had a client, uh, she was, uh, we, we did a GA4 implementation and great client, long-term client. She was literally looking up at her data in GA4 and and panicking that uh, even though we told her that it wouldn't match. <laughs> she said, oh, my God, it's just, it's not matching. What What's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. It's just. It's just not going to match. And so uh, the one thing with analytics is that analytics is, anal- analytics by nature, I mean, I've been around analytics since uh, the late 1990s with, you know, even like web trends, website story. And if you say server-side analytics, I know what that means. Right? And so um, it, it, it's never been, it's, it's always been directional. It's always been a guide. It's never been, it should never be used as something that you count on for financial data or anything to be exact. And I know some people hate it when we say that sort of thing, but it, it, it really is the truth. You can't possibly um, get accuracy on everything. There's too many variables, right? There's too many. Even with, even with universal, it's like the way it was, the way it was headed with, with privacy, with uh, multiple devices, with, you know, do not track settings and all kinds of stuff. Um, it, it's never going to be completely precise. But what you want is you obviously want it to be, which way is it trending? You know, which, what are the trends telling you what to do? Is the data, is, is there enough of a sampling size? Is there enough data that you can actually use that and make some kind of an actionable decision? That really hasn't changed. Um, but in terms of the exact numbers, you know, if, if, if basically you have a, um, if you're looking at a report from in August of 2023 that says, um, you know, you got, you know, 50,000 visitors on this particular day to your site. Um, and then you're looking at a universal analytics report that says, you know, hey, a, a year ago in August, you got 40,000 visitors. It's like, how much, how much can you trust it? Is it, you know, the, the trend's probably close to being there. I mean, that's also one of the reasons why we were suggesting why everyone was trying to do parallel tracking. And we were on a big push, just like I'm sure you guys were and many other agencies to get GAU, GA4 set up um, by July 1 of last year. Um, just to be able to get some sort of parallel tracking, and even with that, even if you did that, it's still not going to be complete apples to apples because, for example, if you're if you've got uh, Google Ads connected to Analytics, which you should, you can only do one at a time. You can't have that done in parallel. And so, basically, for the most part, you know, it's been yeah, we might have had GA four set up on July one of twenty two, but we've still been having Google Ads connected to Universal, and same thing with Search Console. Oftentimes, and so even when you even when you do that switch over, and you're trying to look at the look at the differences, it's just just the way it counts. It's going to count it differently, and you're trying to tie that data in. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah. And the, the the ramifications for ads is like it's like I mean, that could be a <laughs> show. You know, it's like it's crazy. But you know, I, I want to go back to what you said about events, and I keep coming back to this idea. I keep thinking about like somebody who owns a laundromat or a very small business who. They're doing the best they can. they not enough to be dangerous. They've had uh, data here for a while. Events—that's that's just something that's it's not rocket science. So, you, somebody like you or me, could set up event tracking for right somebody. But for the the owner of a laundromat who doesn't have an agency, or for uh, you know our you know a very small business owner, that's kind of tricky. I mean, w- what are the ramifications for very small businesses as it relates to just that that portion alone? You have to have event tracking. Hey, to your point about plug and play—it's yeah, not plug and play if you have to create event tracking to, to really make any heads or tails of your data.
1: Right now, um, you know, um, Google did come out uh, actually right around the time it was like last month, where there was—I remember there was a lot of uh, a lot of talk about this. Where um, hey, if you have a Universal Analytics account and you have not yet migrated to GA4, have not set that up. Google basically gave you that little yellow bar on the top of your analytics where they said, hey, we'll do it for you, right? Um, now, on a small site, that might be okay um, for something like that. It might be okay because if it's, if it's a laundromat site, uh, for example, where it's just you know, probably not a whole lot to it, um, I can imagine. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. Um, if, if you let Google set that up for you, or if there's a small solo consultant who can set that up for you, you're probably going to be okay. Um, but you're right. If it's, if it's any degree of complexity, that's part of the cha- That's one of the biggest challenges that at least so far that I see is that a lot of, a lot of SMBs, a lot of small main street business owners and like using, you use the laundromat, I say like the flower shop or something like that, you know, same type of deal, right? Where it's like, they're not going to know how to set all this stuff up and and, uh, and the cost to hire, they can't, af- they can't necessarily afford to hire an agency to come in and do, all, do it for them the same, at the same level that our agency would for um, our clients or your agency would for our clients. So they're going to be a little bit hurt. And I don't necessarily know the answer to that. That's a little bit of a – now, yeah. on one hand, maybe, maybe they don't necessarily care because they could, be, they could be using a site like Squarespace that already provides some basic analytics. And to them, to the laundromat, it's, qu- it's quite possible that Google Analytics doesn't really mean anything. Um, however, obviously if they're going to be doing some Google ads campaigns and trying to do some, you know, remarketing and some things like that, it's obviously best to have that. Um, I think they can, in the case of the small, small business owners, certainly if they have a Wix site or a square, uh, Squarespace site or something like something like that, or even a WordPress site, they can probably get some basic analytics. But, um, in terms of full boat, uh, GA4, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a little bit of a challenge, I think. Unless they know who to go to, all right, unless well, I, unless you know a secret or something I don't, which you could be, I don't claim to know all. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I am learning with the audience here a little bit. So, yeah. you know, what, one of the things that I, I get into these arguments with friends and I can think of one where I just, I throw my hands up. I say, nothing's better in GA4. Uh, it's a way for Google to avoid litigation and keep the, you know, the government from breaking them up. There's too much PII and, and universal analytics. And so, that's the only reason they're, they're doing it, to avoid scrutiny. It's not better in any way. But I was I took note of something that you said, that, that you can actually do more with Google Analytics 4. And then there's this the, this next part, which is, but it's complicated. How Explain how you can do more in GA4 and, and, and maybe give me some good news here. Am I, am I too much of a pessimist about this? Uh, or, or are there some real use cases where GA4, where you're seeing you're getting more actionable data um, the right information is there in some way
1: yeah, I think one of the um, one of the things that um, is exciting for me um, again it, it, it it's all going to come down to how well it's executed and how well it's executed over the long term is things like data modeling um, you know we are so you know we've been talking about cookies and the cookie apocalypse forever and whether that happens in 23 24 27 whatever um, I think we can probably all agree that cookies aren't um, you know, cookies is a, is very much a, you know, 30 plus year old, 30 year old technology at this point. Right. And so I remember, you know, we were reliant on cookies in the, in the late nineties when I started doing this stuff. Right. And so, you know, if there's, if data modeling capabilities are well executed, and again, that's a big if, right. Um, I think I'm a big believer in that you can do good data modeling, as long as you have a good sample set of it. And as long as you're, as long as you're, as long as you've got other pieces where that you can, you know, where basically you just have to fill in little gaps here and there, but you've got like other pieces around the edges that you can actually get, get quite a bit out of data modeling. So I'm kind of excited about, excited about that possibility. Um, I think we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen what we, uh, what we'll get out of, um, you know, Google ads and um, Google, you know, GA4 working together because Google ads has its own separate set of, you know, challenges and things with a lot of the, you know, the broad match, uh, uh, you know, the, all the automation and um, stuff that's happening there now. Um, but we'll see. So I'm excited about that one. So we'll see. That's that's one example. But there's also a lot more complicated setups now, certainly in terms of being able to um, take data and the, the connection, the easy connection to BigQuery um, again. But again, you have to become, there's a lot more work. You have to, you have to learn BigQuery. You have to learn SQL, or you have to become friends with those who do or, or or who do know that stuff or you have to be able to um have kind of some kind of a license or software platforms in place for it things like that so there's i think there's going to be a lot more you can do with it not necessarily yet uh but hopefully it'll get there
0: well i can think of one positive that you 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 mentioned in your talk which as somebody who's had this conversation 900 times and has been annoying every single time, I am happy that we can give up on bounce rate once and for all. It seems like this should have happened a long time ago.
1: Yes. It will save yeah.
0: me uh, so many annoying conversations in the future. What's what's happening with bounce rate? Is there some other way to measure, you know, what bounce rate was supposed to be that could be more meaningful than <laughs> GA4? What's, what's the way to play with well. this?
1: Well, maybe. So they replaced it with something called engagement rate. Okay. So initially, bounce rate wasn't a part of it, and then um, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, um, whoa, 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 you took it away? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We we look at bounce rates. So then it's like, all right, all right. Well, how about this? So we'll have what's called engagement rate, and so engagement rate is basically um, the long and short of it is if you have a hundred visitors come to your come to your site what percentage of those visitors are an engaged visitor? Meaning did they just, did they actually, you know, stay on your page? Did they actually scroll to a certain level? Did they actually, did they actually click around a little bit? Did they actually, you know, look at this gallery or watch this video or use this interactive tool, stuff like that? So for example, you might see a stat that says your engagement rate was 74%. And so that could tell you that, okay, if you just do the math, reverse math, then you have a bounce rate of roughly 26%, mm-hmm. meaning basically 26% of the people who came to your site didn't really get anything out of it. Um, I agree with you on bounce rate. It was a uh, it was a clever, cool, fun vanity metric to talk about uh, probably 15 years ago because we could tell our clients, hey, you're doing great because you have a, a 10% bounce rate on this landing page. That's awesome. That means 90%. That means the page resonates with... Ninety percent of the people, but then you get things like, well, if it's a single-page recipe site, or if it's a page where it's like there's just directions, or if it's a page where uh, there's just a they just have a question that needs answering. Okay, that was it. Didn't necessarily mean the page failed because it might have mean success. Hey, guess what? The good news is they came to your site, they found exactly what they wanted on your landing page, and they left. You know, so. So I think it's uh, it's one of those metrics. Yes, it's there. It's there's engagement rate and so you can kind of reverse do the reverse math and do into, into a bounce rate, but, you know, take it, take it with a grain of salt like you always should have. All
0: right. I love it. Um, all right. I'm going to go rabbit fire. I get so many questions to get through here.
1: This is Sudden um, Search. So I'm this, so I'm drinking away here. So there you go. Right. So, do,
0: so yeah. Uh, I love this. If you want to ask
1: me about the beer, by the way, I'll tell you. Be happy to tell you about the beer too. So let's let's talk about that's
0: a nice can. Yeah, it's a uh,
1: it's a I can't even pronounce it. Uh, Basically, so I got so so a friend of mine has a small uh, small beer distribution business uh, where he just um, does uh, European beers and uh, like like old school European beers. And this particular one has been around since the year 1050. It was originally brewed by monks. And I didn't even knew I didn't even know German monks brewed beer. And then of course he was like, "Well, of course they do. How do you think those? How do you think they paid for those big monasteries, right? And <laughs> they took vows of silence and they and vows of silence and vows of celibacy. So what else did they have to do but yeah. brew and drink beer,
0: right? So I,
1: I guess if I took that kind of vow, I'd probably brew beer, brew and drink beer all day too, right? So it's you know. doubt.
0: well, it's a beautiful. Can what can you tell me the name of that particular uh, beer?
1: I, my German is terrible. Uh, Wiltenberger Kloster, and I'm sure I oh, butchered yeah. the pronunciation of that. So, yeah, there you yeah go. I got a mind. good view of that. So, there you go. So, look, so go ahead and look it up. So yeah, there, there you be, go. There be,
0: all right. Well, very cool. And it,
1: I'm not. I'm not. Sure, I'm sure you can probably get it uh, wherever you're from. But
0: uh, uh, I'll be on the lookout. I, I I love German beers, and so I I. My, one of my favorite breweries here in Chicago is, or when I'm in Chicago, I'm actually in North Carolina, but when I'm in Chicago, it's called Dovetail and that's their slogan is we brew like monks. So it's uh, nice. The story comes full circle. So nice. I will have uh, to,
1: uh, I'll have to pay attention to that. In my next visit, in fact, next time I visit Chicago, if you're there, I will, now that I have met you, I will, uh, uh, I'll, I'll let we'll you know
0: and it. we can, I can meet you there. Without it's question. Yeah. Problem. We'll make sure it happens because it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very go. good. Um, all right. Well, shifting back to, to, Digital marketing. Yeah, one of the things that I, I liked is you talk about universal analytics as a tool for marketers, mm-hmm. and GA four is a tool for analysts. And I that got my uh, that got my attention because I'm a marketer and I'm running right. a marketing agency. Right. I host a marketing podcast. That sounds bad, <laughs> <good. laughs> but I'm well, not entirely sure what a tool designed for analysts would do. Can you help me understand what a tool designed for analysts? What does that mean? I hope I'm So,
1: so um, this kind of comes back a little bit to the first question, talking about plug and play, and, and ah, okay. Universal was much more plug and play. The reports were already set up. The reports were already there. So there's a lot more setup involved in, to it as well, right? And so um, we've, we're not an Adobe analytics shop but we have had clients that have, there are shops who are Adobe analytics, you know, used to be Omniture. And so I've had familiarity with that in the past before. Um, That's not a, that is not a tool for the faint of heart. And so just looking at and understanding both, it's like, eh, this is kind of migrating a little bit more toward Adobe analytics, you know, territory here where it's, it's more complicated to set up. The reports aren't necessarily all there. And so, if you really want to get a report and develop a report within GA4, you kind of have to know what you're doing and how to build that report. You can build reports, and sometimes sometimes there's custom scripts required, or there's um, some custom configuration you have to do within GTM, Google Tag Manager, for those who don't know, to be able to get something. And so, you just have to be have to understand that a little bit more. Whereas, whereas universal, um, almost any marketer can go in there and kind of like, you know, buzz around and look at the reports and figure out, oh, yeah, I kind of get this. I mean, there's 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 some there's there's some degrees of that in GA4, but for the most part for GA4, my recommendation really is having is is to really like have a pro set it up and then basically put all your data into Looker Studio or some kind of visualization tool and just for for the marketers Go into Looker Studio and look at your reports and have those all set up because then also it's better because then you can bring in data from Google Ads. You can bring in data from Google Search Console, from SEMRUS, Ahrefs, whatever other tools you're using, things like that. So that's that's kind of what I meant by it more so than that.
0: I think that's great advice. And A a few questions ago, you were talking about some third-party tools. I know in the talk you say we need to become BFFs with BigQuery and SQL. So... I, I wonder if some people listening to this are going to be like, Adam, I'm, I'm just figuring out this events are everything part in GA4. Now I've got to learn BigQuery and get on Clubhouses with Noah Lerner. You know, like, <laughs> why? But, but I, 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 I would tell people, like, you know, these things aren't, aren't – they're more accessible than you might think. They're, they're right. easier to deal with if you work it. scary. You know, what, but why are these tools so helpful? What's, why is the juice the juice worth the squeeze? to really become BFFs with them?
1: Right, well, so, um, y- you know, so, so like, for example, BigQuery, um, BigQuery does have a, uh, you know, does have a connection. Um, you get, um, you get basically within GA4, you get roughly 14 months worth of data. And so you're getting, you're gonna get, have to get, we're gonna have to get used to less free stuff from Google as part of this. Um, if you look in if you look in GA Universal, if you've got a client or if you had a, you've had a GA Universal set up for the past 10 years, which, so many legacy clients have, right? And so many so many companies have. You can go back and you can look into uh, you can look into all that data from 2014, and you can it's all right there, right? And so challenges. It's not going to be going forward. It doesn't look like we're going to have access to all that data for more than more than 14 months. And by the way, that's only if you actually go in and check a setting. So the default setting, if you have a new GA you know, GA4 account, the default setting is to basically store that data for 60 days. So you have to actually go in there and like check. Yes, no, I want it for 14 months to be That's able to important. see that. And if you want it more than, if you want it for more than that, you can certainly do that. You can certainly export it to BigQuery or anywhere you want to, to be honest with you. But that takes a little bit of that takes that takes some skills to do that. Or you can utilize. I'm you know there's there are third party tools. Um, um, analytics Canvas, for example, is one that we've uh, uh, used off and on over the years, and they're actually doing a really good job with universal analytics data. They've actually got, like, a, I don't work for them. I don't make any commission for them, but they've got, about, for about 100 bucks, you can actually get, port, the, port all the universal analytics data into, you know, some kind of a data warehouse or someplace uh, where you can keep it and store it for, for further use for lookbacks and things like that. Um, but, again, just because of the complexities of setting some of this stuff up, and it's it's great that you can actually take and you can combine a lot of these. You got to learn tool. You got to learn you know different connector tools that are available. You know whether it's Zapier, whether it's um, um, Make. Dot, I think Make. com, or whether it's uh, several of these other connector tools that are out there um, that have these basically these pipes that can allow you to basically communicate from GA4 to you know wherever a data lake or BigQuery or wherever, and then you can bring in all these other data sets that might make sense, whether it be Google ads, whether it be search console, it could be something from marketing automation could be some other, could be Microsoft ads, could be anything else. And so just the, you're going to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of data that's available out there and you can, ha- there's a lot of power you can have with all these data you can put together, but you really have to either, you have to be willing to either pay for and utilize some of these tools and then learn how to learn how to do it. Or you have to, kind of learn SQL, uh, learn a lot of, learn how to you know pull this stuff and kind of develop the stuff you need to do or just be friends or hire somebody that does. Me personally, I'd rather hire somebody who knows how to do it or right. license the tool than to learn how to do it myself. So I'm
0: too old for that. <laughs> you and me both. Um, well, well, listen, I have one last question. I, I just, it was something I noticed when we were exchanging notes, you, you, uh, you enter, enter information into... You know, our calendar before the show. And so I was reading really? through it and, and there are things that say like universal is supposedly sunsetting and that, you know, many people believe it will be extended. Um, I, I count myself among the betters that this will be extended, uh, that, that 7-1 won't be. I, I don't, I think you should plan anybody who's watching this, plan that it's going to, it's going to happen on 7-1 uh, of this summer. But do you have a guess? Do you think that it, it will be extended? And, and if so, why? I don't think it
1: will. Um, at least right now. Um, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, if I could predict the future, if I could predict the future, I'd be you know somewhere else. Right. But uh, I don't think it will. Um, it just doesn't seem like it, it seems it's, it, it, I don't know. I, I think when they did that, before they had the, um, before they came out with the, uh, with that plan of saying, Hey, if you have not, if you have not already, um, you know, migrated or set up a GA 4 we'll do it for you automatically. You just need, and if you don't want that, you need to opt out. Um, If they hadn't come out with that, then maybe I'd be a lot more in the camp uh, that they would. If you would ask me two months ago, I said, yeah, they probably will. Or maybe they will. Um, Now that said, I don't actually know. I don't have any inside information on that. Um, Again, you know, we're, we're, I gave this presentation at PubCon and it was probably about 50, 50. There was probably some people saying, ah, yeah, Google this is Google they do this all the time it's like cookie remember when cookies were supposed to go away in 2021 remember when this
0: right, right. you
1: can't always rely on what Google says which by the way is true you can't always rely on what they say uh, but I I don't think it will um, but again I don't know for sure so all I do know is right now um, there is a there is a scramble I mean we've had several different we've had several different waves of implementations right so we had the initial wave of people who really wanted to get their stuff together up and uh, get their GA4. They really wanted to, wanted, wanted to get that up and running before seven um, one of 22, so they could have a, a full year of parallel tracking. So parallel tracking meaning, hey, if we start to look at you know, data, then we'll actually have year-over-year comparisons where it's being measured the same way. Um, G, the GA4 method versus GA4 method to GA4 method versus trying to do apples and oranges, GA4 versus universal. There was that first wave. And then there was that wave who missed the seven one approach, and they're just like, ah, just just get it up and running before before Universal shuts off, and we're all good. And so we, as an agency, we're honestly probably we're probably not alone. We're full. I mean, we literally now we're at the point now where it's like we could maybe take on a couple small ones if somebody we could we we could if the if the um, uh, if the laundromat came to us and said, hey, we've got a simple five-page site with just nothing more than a contact form, can you set us up? Sure, we can do that. However, if uh, any kind of an enterprise or any kind of a, a sophisticated site came to us or any you know multi-subdomains and things like that, we'd be like, well, we'll put you in our queue, and if somebody backs out, uh, you can get in, but otherwise we're we're past that. And then I think the third wave will be kind of the um, – um, can I swear on here? You sure it, yeah. That'll be the, oh, that'll be the oh shit crowd, right? So after 7 1, all of a sudden they realize that, oh, it, it'd be like the, be like the line in, um, back to the, you know, movies, my movie obsession. Remember there was a line in my cousin Vinny when Vinny's like, wait, oh, you was serious about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it would be like, well, oh, you was serious? <laughs> so it'll be that, that'll be the third wave, I think. So, but right now we're kind of, we're, you know, we're, we're full. So, uh, it's, uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone that wants to work with us, uh, has been, is already signed up. So,
0: awesome. well, listen, uh, Adam, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about your agency, what's, what's the best way to connect with you? What's your favorite social media? Where should they go?
1: You know, I'm probably most on, you know, I, uh, I'm probably most on, I used to be on Twitter a lot more. I'm just not on Twitter that much anymore. Not because I have any uh, issue with, it. I just, I know. I just only have time for so much. Uh, best is probably LinkedIn. Just look, from, look, look me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'll be on there. Uh, certainly Facebook or LinkedIn is probably the best way to do it. Um, I only go on Instagram if I want if I want to annoy my children. Um, <laughs> and some of the other ones, uh, the other one, I'm too old for TikTok. So, uh, not there.
0: Well, awesome. Well, Adam, you're you're a pleasure to talk to. I thank you for unpacking GA4 with me. I'm going to give you a virtual cheers from spring break in North Carolina uh, that I'm on right now. But uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Season Search. Thanks so much, Adam.
1: All right. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it.